No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the third Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David tries to move the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem to unify the nation under God, but he runs into some problems along the way. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Samuel chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. As God had given David the nation to rule, given him the city of Jerusalem, and given him victory over the Philistines, David became increasingly great, for the Lord was with him. He built his royal palace on Mount Zion in Jerusalem, but he wanted to do something to unite the nation under the spiritual covering of the Lord. Now, for 70 years, the Ark of the Covenant had been in Kirjath-Jerim, nine miles north of Jerusalem. In 1 Samuel 4, we saw that the Israelites brought the Ark with them into battle against the Philistines, thinking that it would give them victory. Instead, the Philistines captured the Ark, and while they had it in their possession, it brought them a plague of rats and tumors. So they decided to send it back to Israel. They put it on a cart pulled by two milk cows. The cows took it to Beth Shemesh, and the ark eventually arrived in Kirjath-Jerim in the house of Abinadab. Now David wanted to bring the ark to Jerusalem, so he built a tent for it in Zion and arranged to bring it to himself. We continue today in 2 Samuel chapter 6. Again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Baali, Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, whose name is called by the name the Lord of hosts, who dwells between the cherubim. So they set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. Then David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord on all kinds of instruments, of firwood, on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on sistrums, a percussive rattle shaker, and on cymbals. Now, we see here that the ark was at Baali Judah, which was another name for Kirjath Jerem. And clearly, this was a great desire of David to want to bring the ark into Jerusalem. Everything looked good, right? Well, not exactly. The problem was is that David wasn't going about transporting the ark the way God had said. Rather, he was imitating the example of the Philistines by putting it on a cart. But God had told them that they weren't to put it on a cart. They had poles for it, and it was to be carried on the shoulders of the Levites. This shows us something that often happens even in the church, and that is that we follow the world's methods of doing things rather than God's methods. I think this happens a lot when it comes to church growth. How do we build the church? And there are those that will look at demographics, they'll look at marketing strategies, they'll look at all of these things that the world does to try to build the church 
rather than looking at what God has given to us as his plan. Now, we have the plan for church growth in the book of Acts, chapter 2. And we come to Acts 2.42, and it says that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. Now, earlier in chapter 2, we see that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and that Peter preached the gospel. So you see, all of these things uh, were what the early church was busy about doing. And I believe that when the church is doing what God wants the church to do, then he will do for the church what he has promised to do. As we gather to study his word, as we gather to pray, to experience communion, that blessed fellowship and oneness we have in Christ, as we gather to partake of the Lord's Supper and break bread or eat together, then the Lord adds to our church those who are being saved. And you know, we're actually seeing that. We're doing these things in our church, and at a time when the church nationally is declining in attendance, we're seeing God adding to our numbers weekly uh, those who are being saved because it's the Lord's place to build his church. If we will just sort of get out of the way and, and do what God has told us to do in the way that he tells us to do it. So this was just a joyful celebration. Everybody was happy, making music, worshiping the Lord as they brought the ark. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error. And he died there by the ark of God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah, and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. Now God had also said in his word that it was to be the sons of Aaron that would cover over the holy things of the tabernacle and that nobody was to touch them. It would be the sons of Kohath that would carry the furnishings of the tabernacle, but if they touched them, they would die. And so God was just doing what he said would happen when Uzzah reached out and touched uh, the Ark of the Covenant. It was an irreverent act to touch it, and God's anger broke out. And David was then angry with the Lord, but really, was he justified in that? So David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, how can the Ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not move the Ark of the Lord with him into the city of David, but David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Now, up to this point, David really did not have a deep respect for the ark of God. He now realized just how solemn the worship of God was and how important it was to follow God's prescribed method. David learned that God is no respecter of persons. That is, he judges impartially. He renders to each person according to what he or she does. And just because David was king, and just because he had a good intention to bring the ark to him, it didn't mean that the same rules didn't apply to him. A similar outburst of God occurred when Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu offered unauthorized fire before the Lord at the tabernacle and fire went out from the Lord and devoured them. 
Then Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke, saying, by those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified. Verse 12. Now it was told King David, saying, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. No doubt David thought, hey, well, if God is blessing that house, I want the Lord to bless the whole house of Jerusalem. And so it encouraged David to give it another shot. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. Now, in 1 Chronicles 15, we have the parallel passage here. And we see that David said to the Levites, You are the heads of the fathers, houses of Levites. So sanctify yourselves, you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have prepared for it. For because you did not do it the first time, the Lord our God broke out against us because we did not consult him about the proper order. So during this three-month period, David had a time to reflect and realize that it really was his fault that he didn't do it right like God had said. And so he was going to make that correction. And so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. I think they were probably thinking, okay, if we make it six paces and nothing bad happens, then we're in good shape. We'll go ahead and sacrifice the oxen and the fatted sheep and then continue. Uh, So then David danced before the Lord with all his might and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. This was, there was so much celebration. David was so excited to worship the Lord. He he spontaneously began to dance before the Lord and and really stripped down to the linen ephod. That would be just what the common priest would wear uh, and the common people. It was like David was taking off his royal robes just to be one of the people showing that really before the Lord, we are all the same. It's a level field before God because we all really come as sinners saved by grace. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Michael did not have the same heart for the Lord that David did. Uh, Earlier, we saw that she actually had an idol in her house, that she dressed up to uh, pretend that it was David when Saul was trying to kill him. But she thought David should be robed in his royal splendor and didn't like it when he made himself like one of the common people. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among all the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, both the women and the men, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, and a cake of raisins. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. David was just so full of the joy of the Lord. And you know, When you're worshiping the Lord and you're caught up in his love, it's such an easy thing to give, to give to the Lord, to give to others. And that's what David was doing here, just blessing the people with food as he was worshiping the Lord. 
Then David returned to bless his household. He just wanted to do the same thing in this sense of euphoria. He wanted to go bless his home. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids and of his servants as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. Man, she was ready to let him have it. You know, it's almost a rule that after you experience just a great victory in the Lord, just watch it because Satan's going to come after you in some way. And often it's through some critical comment. Somebody gets a burr in their britches and they want to let you have it. And that's what happened here to David. So David said to Michael, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord and I will be even more undignified than this and I will be humble in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken by them, I will be held in honor. You know, he's saying, look, God chose me, not somebody from your father's household. And I'm going to I'm going to do even more than this. I'm going to humble myself before the people. I will be undignified because I'm going to worship the Lord. And that's who I care about, not trying to appease you and be the royal person you think I'm supposed to be. Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. Now, did God strike Michael with barrenness or did David simply refuse to have relations with her? We don't know. Either way, it was a disgrace in Israel for a woman not to have children. And it illustrates another lesson, which is that if we refuse to enter in to the spirit of worshiping the Lord, we will become spiritually barren. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where David wants to build God a house, but God won't let him. Instead, God will build David a house. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Samuel on Simply the Bible.